Mr. Delaney, can you work for me tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Then you must come in the next day, I tell you. It's Black Friday. Black Friday? It's the biggest mall shopping day of the year. And since the mall is just up the street, I would like you to come out and work. On Black Friday? Oh, yeah. All right. You want me to work on Mooley Monday, too? I'm sorry? Is this a new holiday? You come to a brother and tell him he got to work on Black Friday? You got any idea how racist that sounds? Telling me to come in and work. What you think you own me? I never say this, I tell you. But you thought it, didn't you? This ain't Amistad. You shut up! You goddamn right this ain't Amistad. Can't wait till the post office selling my disability suit. Because then I'm going to be out this motherfucker because I'm going to be Oprah rich. I'm going to kiss my ass. You know what? Fuck you, fuck you, and suck cock. Lifers Podcast with Scott Lucas, Gabe Rodriguez, and Ben Reiser. And now, here's Scott, Gabe, and Ben. Eddie Grant is 75 years old. He's still with us. He's, he's, he's yeah. 75 years young. Eddie Grant. I wonder how old he was when Electric Avenue came out. That was 40 years ago. So he's 40, born in, he was born in, he was born in 48. What was the, what was the name of the album that that song was on? Killer Electric on the Avenue? Rampage? Yeah. Was it Killer on the oh, Rampage? Oh, no. Yes. Was that what it's called? What's the matter with you? Oh, oh no! Oh. <laughs> we're we're talking too much about him. Yeah. He's he's we're, we're, he's <laughs> yeah. up there. But he uh, eighty two. That song came out, so he was forty eight, yeah. fifty eight, sixty eight, seventy eight, thirty four, thirty four. Thank you for the math. It seemed like he was thirty four. That seemed about. That seems about right. Do 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 do. Can't wait for this playlist. That's a good one. Electric Avenue is. That's a good jam. Okay, was that your favorite? Eddie oh, that Grant? was the, that 82. That was the same year as Men at Work. Yes, Business as Usual, Rock the Casbah, all these great classics. But let me ask you this. Do you remember his... a good year for movies and music. Do you remember his follow-up single off the same album called I Don't Want to Dance? Oh, wow. How does that go? I don't know. A hit it was not... It was. I think it, it, it made right, it to Yoda. number two. I don't want to dance. <laughs> Let's see. You know, while you're doing this, uh, this is something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. But uh, we have these uh, dog bags, the, the the poop dog bags. Uh, hold on, let me show you. All right. Poop bags. Poop bags. There's a difference between a poop bag and a dog bag. We're going to rock down oh, to... <laughs> Sometimes there is, but like with you, it's probably the same thing. I don't want to dance. You've been waiting to tell a story about the poop dog bags. Let's let's hear it. This has got to be good. 
It does? You think it's got to be good? There's no way this it's is going to be good. Be... If Scott's been holding on to it for this long, and now he's bringing it up in the middle. Now, how long did he say he's been holding on to it for? Some time now, he said. Ooh, I've got and little got... poop bags. It comes in like a little roll. It looks like little garbage bags, little black, like a little roller. Yes. Anybody who's got a dog knows what poop bags come in. You know, they, they fit right in the holster of the leash right. that we have. Right, right. Quite right. And here he goes. God Here's the story. This guy should have his props ready. I can't find at it. The so, so anyway, so the, the, these bags, it just says, poop, there it is, you know. Poop, there it is. Poop, there it is, right? Yeah. Justine's reading it wrong, though. She's like, oh, I thought it was, there it is, poop. <laughs> there she it is, poop. She didn't she, get the reference? No, she was reading it backwards. She's like, because she had to roll upside down. She's like, I don't get, I don't get it. There it is, poop. What is that a joke? I'm just like, oh, man. She's a pussy when it comes to dog bags. Oh, oh, she's not happy about that. I didn't think what, she, she would got, be. She got censored. Oh, I got a lot of, I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> Did she? <laughs> yes. When, when that, when her post came up about that on my screen, it says, Oh yeah, it got this, hidden. It got no. hidden. This is adult content. If you want to read it, press this. I'm like, what the heck did she say? F- fucking yeah. And that yeah. wasn't Elon doing that. That was Zuckerberg. If you call somebody a pussy, if you say you pussy, you get hidden on Facebook. That's crazy to me. Well, I I, I got. A t- an angry text from her, and then I got an angry text from Colin over at uh, oh at G Man. He was he was Colin like, listens to the podcast. I didn't think so because you know he's he hates everything I do, but uh, somehow somebody <laughs> hipped him to what was going on. Kelly Way probably said, "Hey, you're on the show." I don't know, but he was like, he goes, "Okay, while I might be a number one hater, I never said I was mad about doing the second. Jerry and Kelly were talking crazy like we might have to add a second night on the first. And I said, the only thing people are getting on the first is a beating if I have to work. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess this is as good of a time as any, Colin, to announce that we are going to add a second show. Are we? On January 1st. Yeah, let's do it. Hell yeah. What else are it's, we going to do on the first? It's going to be a, a bloodbath. <laughs> I'm going to be... I'm going to be in, in Chicago for the New Year's Eve show and then for the second. And I know if we're not doing a show on the first, I won't see you guys on the first. And so you might not see us. Right. Even if we do do a well, show. Well, that's true. That's probably true. Do do a true. show. But, but this is, and Gabe, this is probably not going to make a huge difference to you. But a lot of us are going to be super hungover. And what happens usually on the first is we all sit at home hungover. Uh, and, and Colin's probably like, yeah, that's the fucking point, idiot. But so I think, and this is Kelly Way's idea, by the way. I think she wants to set up a Bloody Mary bar and and do all this stuff. And Mm -hmm. so that's the idea. Tickets are not on sale for this yet, but keep an eye out for the first. And keep an eye out for a very unhappy boy to be there. All right. Groundbreaking news here. You're hearing it here first. Yeah, pretty much. I think tickets are almost gone for the second, so yeah. better jump on those are. if you want to come to that one. We need to get some new art because uh, that rush photo is too disturbing. For who? For you? For me? For you. For ben? 
for you. I, ben might be the most disturbing. I never thought <laughs> Alex Lifeson here would fuck him up so much. But that hockey haircut, Neil Pert hockey haircut on you, Gabe, is, is something else. I didn't pick it. John put me in the middle for some reason. I don't know what, what, what makes It's perfect. Think. John John knocked it out of the goddamn park. It's perfect. I'm amazed. Maybe I'm amazed. Maybe I'm amazed at the way... We're need some material for these two shows. Some guests. Can I uh, just complain about something for a minute? Oh, here we go. Like but old Gabe, man yelling at clouds about... Gabe, first, first off, Gabe, who do we have on the show today? Today's guest, Jesse... Margera. How do you say it? Margera. Oh, my God. Margera. Jess Margera. Just say Jess Margera. Jess Margera. Oh. Who's Jess Margera, you ask? The Jess Margera. That's right. From CKY and other fame from uh, the Cologne bands and what? The Cologne? CKY? I don't know what that is. I don't know either. I think it's CK1. Anyway, go ahead. I don't know much about C- the fellow. You're, he's your buddy. Let's tell us. Well, I mean, you, you know what? You know CKY and CKY uh, was also these. It's sort of like what became like the series of skater videos that also had, you know, friends pretending to be friends and actually just hurting each other and uh, doing <laughs> jackass stunts, and that kind of became jackass. That was. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about all that later, but, but, you know, people who know Jess and CKY and, you know, all that stuff, they know what's up. Now, you don't. You yeah. were not a skater in high school. No, but there was a professional skater named Gabriel Rodriguez in the 80s. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. There was. Do you know anything about anybody who isn't named Gabriel Rodriguez? <laughs> If there's a professional skateboarder named Gabriel Rodriguez, I'm going to know it. And I do know it. And that's him. Uh-huh. I, I just imagine how much more interesting the world would be for you if everybody's name was Gabe. I mean, you would know everything. Yes, you you're right. Read, you would read everything. You'd see everything. Yes, I would have the lunchbox with the Gabe Cotter on it like I did. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. If the president's anyway. name was Gabe, you'd be... Sure. Is there a president, Scott? I don't think there was. What are you asking me? Was there a president, Scott? Uh, yes, Randolph Scott. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> ben, yell at some clouds for us. So, I went to see two movies in movie theaters this week. Oh my God, I have a, a, the Killers of Flower Moon story. The saga still continues. So I... <laughs> You guys know what happened. So the first time I go see it, it's it's out of focus. Second time I go see it, it's old marred by old people. So I'm like, all right, taking Ben's advice, I go, all right, I'm going to wait a couple weeks. Wait a couple weeks, pick this theater downtown, and it's there's nobody in the theater. Big screen, everything's going to be great. It's my third time going for it. This is going to be the Killers of the Flower Moon screening that I've deserved from the beginning. Fucking movie gets going, starts, the picture freezes, projector shuts down, goes black. <laughs> was this was a digital presentation? Yes, it was digital. The, the, the projector breaks down. I'm like, well, what? I, 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 
how, why is this happening? Wow. So I go down there. I'm like, hey. And, you know, at this point, I'm not even mad. I'm just like, hey, projector's not working. Oh, we're sorry. I don't really give a shit. You think you're going to get it going? Oh, yeah, I think we will. I was like, yeah, I don't really believe you. Fuck this oh. movie. I don't care anymore. Oh. I'm over it. All right, so you were going to tell us a movie story. You went to see two movies. And sat through. Oh, here, one more thing. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and sat through, I don't know, 10 trailers for each movie. You know, I, I, I stupidly arrive on time, and I always yeah. forget that there's 15 or 20 minutes of Because someone will sit in your seat if you don't arrive that's, on time. That's true. Yeah. Like but, Jonathan Rosenbaum. Watching all these trailers, it hit me that this thing has been going on now with trailers for at least the last, I don't know, six years. Maybe you can pinpoint when this started. But have you noticed that every single trailer now does the exact same thing? They take a a pop song or a rock song and they play it under the trailer, but they... They do like one of three things, usually all three things. They orchestrate it underneath it. They right. they don't go to the resolving chord of the chorus. It's like right. it's just hovering on the like or the bass drop, chord. like a or the ba- right. Well, they do that too, but it's all orchestrated to make it more tense, you know, or more inspirational, depending on which fucking thing. So you it is. saw the Napoleon trailer. Yeah. is what you're saying. Gabe, have yeah. you seen the Napoleon trailer? I don't think so. Well, what what song could they put on the? the all right. Well, let's find out. It's nonsense. I'm going to run you through as many of these new trailers as I can. Because I, I turned to Katie and I was like, I think every trailer is going to do this. And, sh- and we went through 15 of them. They all fucking do. Well, they're all fa- farmed out by the same. Like, the, you know, there's like a couple of trailer. Yeah. Who's the guy we had on the show who does trailers? We should call him up and yell at him about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's one of the, he's one of the main offenders. Todd. <laughs> yeah, Todd. Yeah. yeah. It, it's his fault. Yeah. Share sound. Yeah, I've been thinking about this trailer because I know Gabe's really excited because he likes movies about short people. But uh, all right, here we go, Napoleon. Yeah, he's gonna love this. Really? Spies! It's a trap! Retreat! I'm not built like other men. Gathered in their masses. Now. Those in power only see me as a brute, unfit for higher office. Just like witches at black masses. But I follow in the footsteps it's of just Alexander cheap. the Great and Caesar. Yeah, it's cheap. Evil it's a cheap gimmick that worked. It is fun. It was fun once surprise. upon a time. Plus, Lex Savage wasn't around during the time of Napoleon. I know that. That's That's bullshit. That's a really good point. What's he looking at? I must warn you. I will not lead a second in command. I will win by fire. Right. We got another list, right? Right. I got a bone to pick with you, Ben. Another bone to pick with me. You're a whole constant... Complaining about Green Day last week. You listen to any of those Green Day songs, by the way? Yeah. Uh huh. They're any good. Strike oh, your fa- I got a bone to pick with you. Strike your fancy, any of them? Yeah, they're good. Uh huh. I'm, I'm sure they have good songs. They do have good songs. I named three of them. What What year did the first Muffs record come out? I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> I wasn't well, why saying we all care. 
I wasn't because here again, you're putting words in my mouth that I never said. You started giving me this whole straw man argument about like, oh, people who say the muffs because they got big. It's like, fuck you. Like, I wasn't saying that. I, or the saying the Green Day got big. And you're, you're, you're putting other people's complaints about Green Day in my mouth. I don't care that they were big. They were, they were I didn't big put anything big. in your mouth. But I, I did listen to all of your, your picks, uh, your American Idiot picks. Now, if, if you like American Idiot and you like Dookie or you like Kerplunk and you like American Idiot, I, I get it. But if, if American Idiot is the only Green Day record you like, I yeah. don't know, man. I like those songs. Wake Me you Up know when I, September You know where I'm going ends. with this? Gabe, you know where I'm going with this? I don't know. But Ben did say if he wants to hear Green Day, he'll listen to the Muffs because they do it better. That's right. That's, That's what, what he said. said. I didn't say they did it but, first. I just said they're better at... Well, they didn't do it first. Right. No, yeah. Who cares? First. Oh, Nobody did what? it first. And let me play Scott Lucas. These people who say, the Green Day did it first, and so the muffs don't thing? count for shit. Yeah. Uh, because Green Day did it first. Who cares who did it first? If that's the hill you're going to die on, that's a stupid hill. Who cares who that. did it first? The muffs? What are you talking about? No, I said... You can't go around and try to take ownership of the muffs right. from us. <laughs> that's right. And that's your that's your your thing is like, and I, wasn't well, again, I don't like Green I'm Day. I like the muffs. It's like, so I, do we. I, we like the muffs too. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just saying if I want to get punk pop brill building style songwriting, uh, I, I go for the, the brill building stuff. This is the thing too. Okay, you said that twice. We don't need to hear it again. You're oh, so I proud see. of yourself with the Brill Building thing. I just don't oh, know how. Here's to... my thing. It's Brill Building. Well, how it's do you like, describe? How do you describe the style of songwriting that Billy Joe employs? Pop. And... Okay, pop, pop songwriting. Talk. Let's talk about it. Yeah, pop music. I don't love every pop songwriter. Like Neil, I, Neil Sedaka and Neil Diamond are both pop songwriters. Do I like them the same? No, I like Neil Diamond better than Neil Sedaka for the you most know what part. I hate. Is when people ask themselves a question that they already know the answer to. <laughs> I like Kim better than Billy Joe. That's it. That's all I was saying. Do I like to hear myself ask myself questions? No. Am I going to do it? <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That all first right. Muffs record is, is a great album. They, they have some good stuff after that, but nothing will top their... their I think it's their first Bullshit. album. Bullshit. Right? Happy Birthday to Me is a much better album than their first album. Uh, you haven't even uh, listened yeah, to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to knock them off by saying they don't have yes, you are. 10 You're doing perfect it right albums. Now. No, I'm just saying they have a great album. It was the well, first one. Says the guy who wouldn't pick a Green Day song past their first two things. Their EP right. and their I fucking won't. album. So what are you <laughs> talking right about? You, you practically it. threw up anytime when anybody mentioned something from <laughs> anything past Dookie, you lunatic. I just don't like. The, I like the oh, raw production on do, the first huh? two records. No kidding. I do. Yeah, I, well, I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of blowback for even having an episode about yeah. Green Day. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people. A lot of people. A lot of people made Ben seem like uh, reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people made Ben seem like a Green Day fucking fanatic. Yeah, but. This was some of the most feedback we've had online on this episode. People were touched by the touch sentiment. You know, I, I you know, a lot of people are like, Ooh, why don't you do an episode of a big drill car? I'm like, all right, the fuck <laughs> off. I'm not gonna do that. Okay. You know, uh, uh, the thing about the like, we spend week after week talking about things that maybe one percent of the population know about. 
I think we're entitled to do an episode that everybody knows something about, you know? And I agree. And I was, I felt like I was between a rock and a hard place because I'm not a Green Day fan, but I didn't want to be. We know, Ben. (laughs) But I'm saying I didn't want to play along and be fake about it. But I do, I did, I was able to come up with songs. I like those songs. I don't have any problem with the songs that I said and, and a bunch of the songs you guys put on the list I hadn't heard before and I liked them a lot. So good. It was good. I liked it. All right, Cape. Yes. Did you? Did you? Are we going to do this? We're going to go down this road. We're going to try creating a cinephile. It's our. our, it's oh, our new yes. segment. Yes, yes, yes. Attempting we're, to create a cinephile. We're going to turn Gabe into a cinephile. Remind me. What am I doing to catch a predator? Yes. Okay. Got it. <laughs> creating a cinephile. Gabe Rodriguez. So, uh, you watched a movie. My assignment was to watch Cooley High. Mm. Yes. What is Cooley High, people ask? It's it's a movie from, I think, 1975. I don't know who directed it. Michael Schultz. Who directed it? Who? Michael Schultz. From other fame, or is he just a newcomer? He directed Car Wash. He directed The Never Last. Heard of that. Ooh, Barry, Gordy, Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. For some reason, Barry it's Gordy's called Barry Gordy. <laughs> Okay, well, now we're talking. Yeah. I didn't know he had car wash, because oh, I've seen yeah. car wash. You've seen car wash? Oh, yes. You like car wash, right? From the 70s? Sure. I was a kid watching it, but i never seen it as an adult. But anyway, He's... I did watch Cooley High. Okay. Tell us about it. To me, I it felt was a like... little slow. No, no, no. I watched, I barely fell asleep during this movie, which is good. Yes. I only fell asleep a, a few times, because... This experiment is working. <laughs> you fell asleep a few times. Yeah, uh, I felt like I was watching an, uh, uh, somebody's. I felt like I was watching Days of Confused a little bit there, mm, okay. because the dude, you know, they're just running around school, running around after school or, or in between classes and stuff. A bunch of high school kids making trouble, staying in, you know, doing stupid things. And, it's and what the, the kids these of, days are calling a hangout movie. It's a hangout movie, mm. and all they were doing was getting in trouble and, and staying out of trouble, trying to stay out of trouble. It's coming and, of age. Uh, sure. Freddie Boom Boom Washington. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his real name. What's his real name? Lawrence Hilton Jacobs. That's right. Yeah, he did he did a fine job. And then and then can I say this? They oh. killed him. <laughs> they killed him. You can't do that in those kind of movies. I'm with you, you. Don't kill people. I am with you. I never liked that ending. Well, I, I mean, wanna see. But you know, it was real. So hey, it's Chicago, it it's it happens. Not That's right. Chicago. It happens everywhere. I'm just saying. It was real, real life. Yeah. It was an interesting movie, and I made my way through it. So, uh, I guess it's a positive for the making of a cinephile. Creating a cinephile, Gabe Rodriguez. Can you see? Can you see good time? I'm, I'm not good times, but can you see what's, what, happening. what's happening in this? Can you see the the seeds, the origin of of what's happening? Is there, well, there's a lot of high-fiving and slapping and, and, and stuff like that. You know, like, give me fives and stuff. But I don't yeah, but know what about what Glenn Turman's glasses looking like Raj? I guess so. And yeah, what about right. his sister who's like, ooh, I'm telling mama. And big mama. I guess so. I guess and you're And big right mama. There. And she goes, and every time, go get the belt. <laughs> I mean, the guy who created Cooley High also then created 
what's happening. Who's supposed to be Shirley? Well, it's not. So it's not the same thing, but it. <laughs> but you can see strains of DNA. Yeah. Of. Well, I'm saying yeah. Gabe, can you? Gabe, can you? I can. I can see it. I guess. I guess maybe if there was a Shirley, it it could be what's her face that owns the. The restaurant where all the kids the hang restaurant. out. Yep, yeah. The restaurant. She got the cleaver out and kicked everybody out. Yeah. But sure, it was it was a it was a funny movie. I mean, it wasn't. You know, I wasn't rolling on the floor laughing, but it was good. Why had you never seen it before? I don't know. I really don't know. It's it was never on the cable when I was watching cable. I didn't go to movies, so it just never dawned on me that I had. It to was see on it. all the time. In eighty two. Eighty two. Here's well, that's the, that was the only year he ever watched anything. Here's what Here's I want to know about you two guys. When you two were living together in Chicago and you mm-hmm. weren't on tour, mm-hmm. what was a typical night at the apartment? Were you guys watching sitcoms together and movies? And- no, Gabe never went went out of his bedroom. He was in there all the time. No, I went. I worked part-time when I wasn't on the road. So I drove north. During the day, uh-huh. and Scott slept all day. I came right. home and went to sleep. Hey. And Scott went out. What do you mean you'd come? We you, were, you went home. You came home from work at like five o'clock and went to sleep. No, I got home at like seven because I, I and went I, to sleep. I, I did the reverse commute. I get my dinner. I, I, I go to sleep and whatever. But I, I don't. Scott, we never cooked. Did we ever cook anything in that house? I still don't cook. <laughs> I know you don't, but I'm just saying. So you guys didn't share downtime in the apartment. On the weekends, Bare, or, rarely, rarely. Scott, you were always out partying, and Gabe, you were working and sleeping. Well, Gabe was always in the bedroom on the computer. That too, it's, working. It's, it's very much like like it is, uh, like how you see. This is my <laughs> office. I don't understand. What were you doing on your computer in the bedroom in Chicago? Porn. Oh, Just, no! You don't remember the nineties and AOL? You don't remember that? Yeah, I remember how obsessed you were with all that in the porn. <laughs> so you would you were like on AOL chat message boards and things like that. Who wasn't? Scott, apparently. That's where local Gabe was born. Right. Right. That's that where first that was my first first screen name, username, my AOL aim name. You, you stole it. Stuff? You stole it from me. No, you never had it. You I could have been local Scott, Scott. And you were local yes. Gabe. You could still be it. But no, you I don't decided wanna... I, I want to be something that nobody knows. <laughs> anyway, the point is, what's, what are we talking about here? We're talking about, he, he's like wondering, like, how am I watching movies and you're not watching them? All right, he's asking how we you never to... saw Cooley High, and I'm wondering how come the two of you never sat down and watched it? How come Scott wasn't dragging you in front of the TV and showing you a world of Scott movies? Scott never came out of his office, his room. <laughs> he was in the bedroom all the time, writing songs, uh-huh. sleeping in. Uh-huh. Going out and coming home late. We just, we were perfect roommates. We never saw each other. All right, well, I, I think this is a, a an auspicious beginning to the, the experiment. Does he get another assignment for next week? Would you like another assignment, Gabe? For next weekly? week. I don't know if I can do a weekly show. For next week, I would like you to watch. You can't uh, watch one movie a week. The Lords of That's Flatbush. Like, I don't know about oh, Jesus this. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think Gabe's gonna like this one a lot. Who the, the the Lords of Flatbush? Is it rated R? Yeah, no. I think so. I don't think so. I think this. Are is there P- subtitles? This is PG all the way. 
It's with Henry Winkler. From 1974. Frank, oh, come on. You're right. PG. Why do I have to go? Why does every movie have to be in the 70s? Sylvester Stallone and Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. I, I have a plan. And I, I'm, I'm getting you into movies no, through the TV thing. Uh, that's been my plan so far. To. Give me something that's got somebody that's going to keep my attention. Don't worry. That's coming. This is when we no. get you to Scarface. No. Give me wow. something with Michelle Pfeiffer. Give me, give me something. Scarface, yeah. I've, I've, I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. <laughs> yeah, but now I got to go through Lords of the Rings of Flatbush. Lords of Flatbush. I think you're really going to like this movie. <laughs> Susan Blakely is in it. You'll like her. Oh, yeah. That's good Come on. Stuff. Give me something from the 90s, at least. Maybe the 80s. Trust me. Trust me on this one. What's your fascination with 70s movies? Come on. It's just, <laughs> this, this is the next one. Just watch it. No, you, you got to ease your way in back to the 70s. Not I, to make you go 1973. This is Let's the plan. Go. Just watch Lords of Flatbush. You're going to love it. How am I going to see this? It's on Amazon for free. I got to write this down. I'll forget it. There you go. Yes, you're writing it down. Lords with an E? No. Wait, what? How is Lords <laughs> with an E? You know, Lord. Oh, I oh, got you. L-O-R-D-S, Lords of Flatbush. It's either that or Lords of Discipline. I didn't listen to the last week's episode yet. Green Day one. I got to hear it. You should listen to it. You? I don't think you've ever laughed harder in your life. I laughed pretty hard last week. That was... I don't remember what, what the subject was, but it was that, pretty funny. It was <laughs> vagina. <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Jess Margera. How's it going, fellas? How are you? Pretty good. I'm excited to see you guys coming up, man. With All anthropophobia. Right. You, you know Frank. Oh, I've known Frank forever. Yeah, great dude. When did you guys meet? I mean, are you from the same town? No, no, he, uh, damn, I want to say, like, back when we signed with Volcom, like, 99, 2000, it was, like, I think we played with Anthrophobia either at the Chameleon or uh, right, maybe Rex's or something. I, I can't remember, honestly. Right. But, uh, yeah, I've known him forever. It feels like such a good dude. I mean, what was this like scene like, like with you guys coming up? I mean, did you just have to create your own thing or what was going on? Absolutely. Like, I think the music industry was the last to catch on to my band. Uh -huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, we, we literally uh, had to. I think that's why we were kind of like, quite honestly, just like bitter assholes. Like, <laughs> we kind of were like, dicks back in the day to be honest like I, we had this like me versus it was kind of like us against everybody attitude like punk rock attitude or something and you know it was kind of lame but i think we just were bitter that we had to like sell fifty thousand albums in skate shops and surf shops before any record label took any interest in us weren't you just proud of that though that you kind of didn't need any record label yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a cool F you in a way, but I don't know, you know, just like, oh, yeah, you know, we had to do all the work for you guys, you know, and, and now you come calling, you know what I mean? Right, right. right. I mean, what came first, the CKY the band or like CK, CKY the video series? It was pretty much the same 
time like the first album came out when the first video came out yeah so, i mean that was it. that was a way to sort of promote the band yeah um because like we called the the movies cky and the band that which makes no sense at all but it made sense to us because all we did was film film ridiculous skits all day and then record music all night so right. i mean but so, i don't know if, if anybody has ever done it that way you know i mean there's been you know punk rock bands and, and starting labels and stuff like that but who was doing you know the band next to the skate videos and you know um it was kind of like a collaborative thing but um it certainly helped that my brother became a professional skateboarder when he was in high school. So that kind of gave us an outlet to, you know, we met a lot of, uh, like back then skate videos were like just this culture, you know, like yeah, every skater waited for the next, you know, skate video to come out on VHS, you know, <laughs> and then you get together with all your buddies and all watch, you know, the new eight street video or toy machine or whatever it was right and um so we we started out we were in that toy machine video jump off a building and um you know we got like 10 minutes at the end to do whatever we wanted in addition to bam's skate part obviously right and then i guess that kind of like um people people i guess enjoyed it and then uh our friend launched a wheel company called land speed and then the land speed video was coming out and the owner rob erickson who actually designed the album cover of volume one right. um he was like look you guys just do what you do and we'll add all the skate parts in and we'll we'll base the movie like it'll be like your skits and stuff is kind of like the front thing of the movie and with skate scenes pieced in as opposed to the other way around you know me and all my friends and bam and and we all love the skate videos but it was a real drag for our friends who weren't into skating or you know so <laughs> right it was kind of our way of like making it entertaining for everyone <laughs> so our that friends was it that didn't skate wanted to watch it you know? <laughs> right so you're yeah. trying to entertain the non-skaters exactly and and we're just like constantly watching ridiculous movies like amazon women on the moon mm -hmm. and um kentucky fried movie and just yep. we're like fans of like skit movies like that and you're basically contributing to uh everyone having a short attention span exactly this, this is all your fault <laughs> tic tac that's tic -tac exactly is on you <laughs> it was pretty alarming like we we knew that it would kind of catch on with skaters, but you know when like Spike Jones came calling to do an MTV show about it and stuff, that was when it was like, whoa, this is like a thing. This kind of thing turned into Jackass, right? Yeah, exactly. Like Spike took our movies, and then he um, took Big Brother movies too, which was a skate magazine that was doing something similar, and just put the two together basically, and. Uh, and that was Jackass, you know, <laughs> Knoxville and um, and uh, Pontius and all those guys came from Big Brother side. And then obviously me, Bam and Rab and DiCamello and Raytheon and all them came from CKY. Well, did you know any of those Big Brother guys? Yeah, um, you know, just 
in passing, like uh, at skate contests and stuff, like when we're on Vulcan, that's another thing. We didn't, we played more skate parks than venues back then. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. That, that, there was like a built in scene of guys I've known forever with Frank, like Chuck Treese. I've known since I was 12. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. There's, there's a cool scene around Philly, like the, the love park days. Um, you know, in hindsight, it's you look back and realize how special it was at the time you didn't really realize you're hanging out with legends you know yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it's amazing to me that like you guys were creating your own just media empire <laughs> unwittingly <laughs> unwittingly of course unwittingly yeah. thank god but you know it's amazing yeah. when you look back at it, it yeah it's it someone said to me recently and i guess the, it's kind of accurate it's like we're we're kind of like the first thing to go viral. Like, yeah. you know, it wasn't YouTube or whatever, though. It was like DVDs and VHS tapes. <laughs> well, how did you get into playing drums? Um, both my uncles were, were drummers. Um, both on my mom's side. Uh, my uncle Dan was like a Nashville session guy. And then Matt Cole was the other drummer. We call him Shipper. And he, he basically taught me how to play drums. Um, he was like, He's closer to my age than my mom, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> so it, it was kind of like that. Uh, he introduced me to like Iron Maiden and stuff like that. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah. I like but, where um, this is going. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> I like where this is going. Let's go. Let's yeah. Going. Yeah. I mean, you, you named drop Chuck Treese a little sec, a few seconds ago and it, and it almost slipped past me. I saw Chuck Treese when he was an underdog in 1989. Oh, yeah. I, dude, it's crazy. Like all this. Sometimes I forget, like, he, like, jam with bad brains and stuff. Like, yeah. that dude's been around. He's out with G-Love and Special Sauce right now. Oh, really? <laughs> that dude gets around, man. Yeah. And he's just that guy that is good at everything, you know? Right. Those guys are annoying. Mm, I <laughs> he's a great drummer, great guitar, great bass, can sing. Like, it's like, ah. I know. <laughs> it's like, fucking stick to the drums, man. What are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> Stay in your lane. Yeah. But the funniest was... The first time CKY broke up in like 07 or something, I, you know, I'm sitting around like, what the hell do I do now? And um, uh, a buddy of mine, Rich from Carmen to Burn, uh, mm. he um, became good friends with uh, Hank 3. And I yeah. guess Hank 3 likes CKY. And he's like, hey, man, if you need a job, you know, like I'm looking for a drummer. And I was like, dude, you know, the, the heavy metal part of your show and, and rock I can handle, but to be honest with you, I'm, I'm not much of a country drummer. You know, I don't, I don't have much experience for that. So I called Dan. <laughs> he gave me like crash course lessons, you know, like train beats and, and all that stuff. So I finally right. called Hank back. Uh, it's like, I think, I think I can handle this. And uh, for whatever reason, I guess our, my managers and his managers didn't work it out. Wait, what? So, never happened. I did all that work for nothing. So you, so you learned drums from your uncles. Yeah. Uh, and and I mean, what was the first band you played in? Oddly enough, um, a punk band called The Boils, and I think they're still playing. <laughs> really? Yeah, they got signed to Relapse. Um, wow. I, I remember they did like a punk rock EP dedicated to the Flyers, like the hockey team. And they still play the song at games. (laughs) 
it's it's funny to see like all these guys you know we're all still doing music it's great so uh, so you're playing the boils and 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 then like when does this become cky like i mean i I still Um, i don't think we got out of you how how it started how the band cky started well at first after the boils i started a metal band called foreign objects uh it was like super techie like math metal Uh and um i started that with darren the first singer of cky and um and yeah like back then the growly vocal thing this is like the mid 90s like people just didn't get it at all like it's Uh funny because now every band does that but um but yeah that was fun but you can only go so far with that and then uh you know we started cky was like foreign objects but we we made it more rock like Mm -hmm. a lot of our early riffs are just death metal riffs slowed down with a groove beat
speaking of metal, I, I think this is a good place as any for Gabe to unleash. He's got a question he asks everybody, and I think he's going to get one on his side. Okay. <laughs> it's been a while since he's gotten an answer for his column. But <laughs> right. we've been asking all the guests for the past two something years, and I've been on a bad streak here, but I think I got a good feeling out of this one. But if you had to pick between two bands, pioneer bands, you can only listen to one. You're on a deserted island. You can't have both. You can only have one. Right. The Replacements? Or Iron Maiden? Uh, I have to go with Maiden. Oh! Yeah. I thought for one second he was going to go replace it. The hesitation (laughs) scared me. You know what? I just got scared. It's funny because um, Tommy Stinson was in GNR when we did that weird GNR tour with Buckethead on guitar. Right. And he moved to Philly. And... um, you know, everybody in the band, even Axel was like super cool to us, but Stinson was kind of a dick to us. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird because he's like a Philly guy now. And then I finally like told Axel, I was like, yeah, Tommy's like, I don't know. He's he's giving us the, you know, oh, you're the opening band blah, kind of spiel. And Axel was so confused because he's like, he's basically the dude who had me put you guys on the tour. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kind of made no sense. Did you but, ever uh, like? Did you ever talk to him about it? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I I hung with Brain, the drummer, all the time because I've always been a big Primus fan, so I knew him through that. Uh, Axel was like a sweetheart to us, and um, Dizzy Reed and oh, Chris Pittman. He was know. he was uh, in failure, I think, for a minute. Really? Yeah. I know he did like that Replicants album with Ken Andrews, and I think he right. played on some, um, on some failure stuff. Maybe I like that Replicants record. I love it. Yeah, that cover of Dirty Work is awesome. I know it's so good, and the Cars cover, and um, right, yeah, they did a Beatles tune with Maynard. <laughs> what was the Beatles song? Um, Silly Love. Uh, it was uh, it was Paul McCartney. Silly Love. Oh, songs. Silly Love songs. Yeah, with Maynard from Tool singing. What do you think of this new? What do you think of this new Beatles song? Man, I, I, I want to know more about it. You know. Well, they couldn't. They of course couldn't, everyone I, throws the AI thing into it. Like I don't know what they could have done. See, I, it sounds to me like Paul put a bass on it and Ringo played drums on a, a, de, a John demo. Right? Yeah. Well, they yeah. couldn't use it before because they couldn't quite extract the vocal from the tape. And there was too much noise on the piano, I guess. And that's gotcha. where the AI thing comes in. But people are running around going, it's AI, it's AI, which makes yeah. people think that it's like somebody typed it into a computer and that vocal came out. That's right. not what happened. That's not yeah. what happened. People need to stop saying that. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah, mean, everyone's I you, like man. bitching about it. They're like, uh, you know, it's not that good. It's like, that's not the point. The point is, is this is it, everybody. This is yeah. it. This is the end. This Dude, is if, This if, is it. Technology can can give us songs like from 50 years ago and clean them up and make them sound cool. I'm I'm for it. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. It's a good time. It's a good time to be a Beatles fan. Yeah, definitely. Man. Okay, so you're in CKY. You're touring with with the weirdest period of Guns and Roses. Yeah. I mean, is everything going well? I mean, or or. or you know, did you have a good relationship with the label or were you just being dicks all the time? Um, 
yeah, back then, like, everything was, like, going pretty smooth. And I think we were just constantly shocked by, like, all the cool stuff that was happening. Like, we got, we played some shows with Metallica right after that, you know. Uh, and then we got the Deftones White Pony Tour. And, like, just, it was just, like, nonstop. And, and um, yeah, it was just cool. And the band didn't start having problems until probably like 2005 um when we we're doing that answer can be found record mm -hmm. uh yeah i it's just all it's every vh1 behind the music you know right. we're all drinking too much we're right. partying too hard blah 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 <laughs> right. <laughs> right but i mean you guys keep coming back yeah i mean uh, it's definitely fun to get out and do stuff like the company band and i just did this thing called sovereign eagle um with scott reader from caius and nice uh, yeah i mean dude the covid lockdown thing was so weird and it was a bummer like i mean i'm sure you guys can relate to this i've been on tour since the 90s pretty much nonstop. yeah and then all of a sudden like no shows for two years it's like yeah. i didn't know what to do with myself but luckily i knew everyone was in the same boat so i would just go big like hey chuck garrett you want to jam? <laughs> you know. I mean, you 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 built you built a studio, right? Yeah, I, I um, lucked out and got one of the boards from Paisley Park. Um, wow. My fr front of house guy um, worked with. He went on on the uh, last Motorhead tour, and I guess the guitar tech is from Minneapolis, and he you know would do some session work at Paisley Park or something. He called my front of house guy like, "Yo, dude, like we're we're." clearing out like studio b or whatever blah 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 to make room for like all prince's guitars i guess they made it into kind of like a museum thing or something right and uh my front of house guy joe he was like i'll, I'll be there in 12 hours <laughs> so it was in his studio in north philly for a while and then he closed the studio and then sold to me how did you hook up with scott reader man that's a crazy story because you know he he did sound city with fireball jam and then he ended up joining fireball ministry. So we kind of have friends in that way, but you know, we were just kind of Instagram buddies. Like, mm -hmm. um, he, I would just comment on random shit and he would comment back and, you know, have like similar, like dry humor, political <laughs> humor, like yeah. that stuff. And, um, so then we were recording at Rancho de la Luna in Joshua tree for the last CKY album. And, um, he hits me up. He's like, dude, you're like two towns away from me, man. Come over, like come to the ranch, have a steak dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, dude. Okay. And, um, you know, me and Chad are driving there and like, as you're driving there, you start to realize like, I don't know this man. Right. <laughs> you know, like I, I know him through Instagram, which doesn't count. And, uh, but you know, once we got there, it's like, I felt like I'd known him for 20 years, you know, like it's just such a cool dude. And I've been a huge Caius fan ever since forever. So right, it was pretty trippy and awesome at the same time. And, and, you know, it's just cool to see how down to earth he is. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you got coming up? What, what, what are you going to do next year? Uh, so we, we got a new CKY ready to go um but man it's just taking forever because 
I don't know if they like try to time it up to get like festivals or something. I, I don't I don't know what the delay is or just general confusion over like how do you release music now? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I wrestle with that all the time. It's like, I, do people have the attention span to listen to a full album anymore? I, you know, I have teenagers. I can't picture them sitting down for 45 minutes and listening to a whole album. <laughs> so, so your teenagers are fucking up you your know, I, I'm lucky if they, like, get to the end of the song. <laughs> right. Well, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? Uh, I'm going to go to my mom's place. Oh, She's, uh, she's like totally like that mom, you know, just four different pies, like uh, every uh, side or topping you could ever want. <laughs> is an alligator coming this year? <laughs> oh, man. She, I'm a big, a I'm a big April out. and Phil fan. I'm a huge fan. <laughs> yeah. It's funny, like going around like grocery shopping with them because like they're so recognizable, you know? Yeah. <laughs> are they over it no they're like still just stoked to be like hey how are you nice to meet you you know <laughs> i mean i I, I, lo I love the bits with them so much but you know you know i was watching the alligator bit today it's one of my favorites but <laughs> it's just i feel so bad i feel so bad for them was it horrible yeah. growing you up with you guys yeah <laughs> um we sedated the alligator quite a lot <laughs> but uh he seemed pretty sedated he seemed pretty unfazed by the whole thing yeah he's he tends he's just over it right like, you could like plant an m80 in his van <laughs> and he'll still just be like oh geez no you've done that to him too i've seen that <laughs> yeah what haven't we done <laughs> no what haven't you done so i mean yeah. raising you you guys was it like the fucking worst um he grew up my dad grew up with like he's one of seven so his brothers are all nuts too i think he's used to it mm -hmm. <laughs> you know there wasn't like xbox back then they would all just mess with each other <laughs> yeah yeah it's a good thing tiktok wasn't around back then <laughs> yeah right, so we got... I, I remember the one time i i made jackass take the blades off his lawnmower when we dug the hole and he fell in it when he was mowing because I was like, dude, if it tips over and the blade, you know, like, you got to get a guy here to take the blades off. Because right. I'm not going to watch my dad get all chopped up. <laughs> that was that was our one safety thing that, that I had to do. <laughs> right. That was very nice of you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking out for him. That's nice. <laughs> all right. So we got Black Friday coming up. Today. Uh, today. Today, when, when this thing gets released, it'll be Black Friday. Yeah. All, right. All right, so we do a thing called uh, What's the Best Around Here? And it's, and it's uh, you know, our top three favorite things, whatever it happens okay. to be. So we'll do songs with black in the title. Okay. Are, That's easy enough. Good to go on this? So you're the guest, so you're going first. But oh, Ben, Gabe, who goes where? Did we figure that out? Well, yeah, last, last week last it was week. all screwy because we didn't have a guest, so you said We're, this doesn't count. And so I okay, don't know. so what was it the week before? Week before I was last, I think. I don't know. So Gabe's Who first, cares? I'm last, you're second. <laughs> okay. so Gabe's second, you're third, I'm last, right? <laughs> okay. Should we just do that? Sure. 
Just this takes okay. so long every week. Like right. you don't think we write it down anyway. by now. Right. It's like wait, we've been what talking for two hours, but we haven't had we don't have anything suitable for broadcast. We have no idea what we're fucking doing. <laughs> Thanks for doing it. Just the way I like it. All right. What's the best What's the best in honor of Black Friday? So we're yep. gonna do three rounds. Okay. One song per round. Jess, you start us off. As a drummer, of course I have to go with Black Dog. That's a good one. Did he, did he take yours? Stole, stole one, man. <laughs> what is Bonham doing in that song? He's just basically stomping over the beat, right? Dude, yeah, and the craziest is when, like, him and, you know, the other guys kind of fall off for a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, like, the timing gets all crazy, and then they get right back off. Right. That really messed me up as a kid. He's like a bull in a china shop in that song. He's just going, <laughs> and you know, you gotta imagine they were like, "No, that's not what we want." And like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I, I remember like hearing Led Zeppelin for the first time when I was like real little, and just I didn't know what I liked to like. You know, I listened to like Michael Jackson and stuff, and mm-hmm. like I liked the production of Thriller and all that. But, you know, the room drum sound, which I didn't know what that was, but right. that's what caught me immediately. And I was like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> this massive caveman drum sound. Right. And so that was the thing. That's the thing that got you. Uh, yeah. I, I started playing drums, like, immediately after hearing Led Zeppelin for the first time. <laughs> and you could pick. Yeah. Who's next? Is it Gabe? Did they yeah, say I'm going next so I can steal one of Scott's songs? Oh, yeah. man, you're not going to steal my songs. You don't know I'm where I'm coming your... from. I don't know exactly where you're going. There's no you chance you're not taking shit on me. <laughs> you're you're going to try and play Contrarian so I don't steal your stuff. Go for it. <laughs> I welcome it. Back in black. Oh, classic. <laughs> you can't pick a better black song than this, can you? <laughs> Uh, another great drum performance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, completely different. But man, the way... And we've talked about this song on the show before. The way that that riff has the hole for his snare to come in. I mean, it's it's obvious, yeah. but it is so good and so sad. ACDC is, like, the ultimate argument to, like, 4-4 four, four just works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Like right. why? Why do it? You know, it's it's do, it's getting it done. It's it swings. Job. It's got a groove. I mean, it's definitely. They're not morons, even though they like to play like they're mm-hmm. morons. They're not morons. I think my favorite interview was, uh, damn, it was like probably when Black Ice came out or something, and mm-hmm. they're like, you know, the the interviewer was trying to be like kind of a dick, and he's like, so this is like your fourteenth album that sounds exactly the same, and they're like, no, nah, it's the fifteenth. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> like, didn't even skip a, a beat. Just right, like, nah, right. it's the 15th album that sounds the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See you later. Don't, yeah. don't, don't, fi- don't fix it. Yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Good pick, Gabe, but uh, you, did not, pick. you did not steal one. That's right. I got plenty <laughs> other tries to get you. Yeah, Ooh, I can get me. Ooh, la la. <laughs> ben, right. what do you got? Uh, after two... Uh, after two songs where we talked about the drums, I've got a song that features a drum machine and one of the chintziest sounding drum machines I've ever heard in my life. 
Uh, and uh, uh, after Paul Westerberg got sick of the replacements and kicked uh, Tommy Stinson to the curb because he was an asshole to opening bands, um, he put out his first solo album. It's called 14 Songs. And there's a song on it called Black Eyed Susan. Beads of sweat glimmer to the ground. Which is really oh. just Paul, like in a bathroom with a really cheap sounding drum machine and acoustic guitar, but it's one of my favorites from that album. I love that album. That's Gabe, Black doesn't Eyed that sound Susan. good to you? He lost me at replacements. <laughs> He's shaking his head like, uh, in the bathroom, cheap sounding. No, but I, I do remember the one replacement song you singled out was um, Within Your Reach, which is another drum machine song. So you might like this one. Sure. I, I think <laughs> I think Wayne puts the uh, the cheesy drum machine argument to rest. You know, mm-hmm. it's like some of the, some of those old Ween songs are so badass and the, it sounds like they they got like a Casio drum machine. Uh, yeah, that's what this sounds like too. I remember when we finally played with Ween. I was so bummed that they didn't have the drum machine. You know, I mean, yeah. Now I, now I realize how much how brilliant everything they do is. But at first, I was like, "Come on! I thought they were supposed to be a two piece. What the fuck? What's do they have Claude Coleman on drums? Who? Claude Coleman? Yeah, like yeah. It was, the yeah, full it was band. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was great. Yeah. yeah. I love them, man. They put on such a good show. God, I mean, they're the best. 14 country grades? Come on, get out of here. I know. And uh, when White Pepper? When uh, I went to Dean Ween's studio for that Thoughts and Prayers uh, song we did, uh, he was telling me about that. Um, you know, Push the Little Daisies, like, got some some recognition on college radio and i guess it was on beavis and butthead yeah and electra said like yeah okay you know keep doing that kind of stuff and (laughs) they just went to nashville and did a country record right (laughs) and electra's like what the hell is this what are you guys doing (laughs) i mean how do you not love that all right so uh i'm last and yet i got my number one pick nobody took it black betty come on oh yeah Damn. It could be better. It's called Ram Jam. <laughs> it's the best band name ever. Whoa, Black Betty. <laughs> you fucked up, Gabe. You know you did. No. No. I'm surprised nobody picked Black Sabbath. Well, I mean, I'm sure Gabe's going to pick that next. No, no. Back in Black. Two more rounds to go. Black got, Sabbath. No, it's, not, you, it's on my list, know, but it's not the one. Is it on your list, Chess? Uh, now it is. <laughs> I mean, that riff, come on. It's like, the, it's like the most three evil notes ever created in music. It's it's the Diablo's interval. Oh, this... Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it's just evil, man. It's great. It scared the hell out of me when I was a kid. So is that your number two pick? Is that, is that, is that where we're at? That is okay. definitely my number two pick. All right. I thought you were just trying to sneak a bonus one in. All right. So, what is what is a better opening bell, that or Hell's Bells? 
Oh man. I feel like Hell's Bell's Bell just has so much like ACDC was like the masters of that with the cannons on mm. for those about to rock and right. the bell. They just they nail intros. <laughs> yeah. They get you just pumped. Really good. <laughs> really great. There's such a great intro for those about to rock. Definitely. Cave, are you next? Yes, I'm gonna throw a loop on this one. Oh, you think you're gonna steal? I might. If 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 anybody here was had a half a brain, they're gonna try and get this one, but I got the brain. And I'm going to take it. This <laughs> song. Black. No, no, no. Listen, you, you're not going to try and steal it from me before I steal it from you. All right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> this song, I didn't realize it had an intro that was played backwards and then reversed to play forwards until about a month or two ago because I saw some people playing it backwards and then they relooped it forwards. And I'm like, that's the song. I'm, I'm, I don't know what this is. I'm intrigued. Blackened. Whoa, really? From Metallica. One. That song is played backwards on the intro. And then look forward. If you look it up, you'll see it. You'll see people playing it so back, playing so forward. It backwards. Or yes, it's, they're playing it's, it. Well, they play it forward. The tape has turned around and gone backwards. If, if you listen to the intro, it's it's reversed. If you, it's like looped back. But they played it forwards and flipped it backward to get the sound. Listen Damn. to it. Okay, so you said you've said two different things. So they were they played it, but on but, record it's backwards. No, no, he's saying the intro. They've taken the riff and flipped it, flipped it for real. So <laughs> it's like it. So if if the what the riff starts on if the riff starts on F sharp and ends on D, they're playing it D to F sharp. Is that what you're Correct. saying, Gabe? Correct. Yeah. But they were playing it. They were playing it backwards. They were playing the riff they wanted backwards so that when they played it backwards on the record, it would sound like what they wanted. And then they put it in and reverse it. And then that's the riff. They work it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, what do they do when they play that song live? It's a a pre-recording because they usually Uh play it first. Oh, so you are saying they they turn the tape around. They turn the tape around. It's it's reversed. If you listen to it, it's, it's, it's faded in. All right, well, I'm going, to take, I'm going to take the idea that you said, I'm going to take a riff and I'm going to play it backwards. It's hurting my head to think about it. But well, it's uh, the same okay. concept. It's the same concept. We've been yeah, listening to it for 20, 30 years. And forward, never knew. Yeah. But they actually played it backwards to get the forward. That's feedback. trippy. I, I just learned that today. Right now. I learned it a month ago. I, I, yeah, right now, exactly. <laughs> go to you can, Listeners, go to YouTube. Look up you know, Blackened intro, and you'll see people doing the it. The thing about Blackened is that's also how I like my fish. Hey, hey. Don't the There's Beatles... the best Cajun restaurant in Westchester, by the way. Uh, and it's it called? owned by Donnie Syracuse from the band Arcade. Okay. Remember that band? No. With uh, Stephen Piercy from Rat and Fred oh, from Cinderella. Okay, I do. Now I do. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know, I should know. I should know that. <laughs> What's the name of the place? It's called Voodoo. Voodoo, I'm going. It's amazing, dude. It's like some of the best Cajun food I've ever had. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Let's right, call ben. Frank and do a dinner there after your your uh, Phantom Power gig. Yeah, you like that? You guys place? ever play that place? I, yeah, we played there like last year, I think. Cool spot. It's kind of new, like I think. Yeah, it's yeah. new, but it's a, it's definitely a good venue. I dig it. Yeah. Same. Yeah. All right, Ben. What you got? 
Well, talking about loops and shit like that, one lubes? of my favorite lubes, yeah, lube jobs. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, one of my favorite singer songwriters is this guy Joseph Arthur, who has gone off the deep end during the pandemic and become just like a trumper. Not a trumper, but a total um, anti-vax militant. Qanani. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At, <laughs> at some point, at some point, it all converges. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But before <laughs> before he lost his mental health, uh, he did an album called Nuclear Daydream, and there's a song called Black Lexus on it, which I like a lot. Your black Lexus has two hundred thousand miles underneath the missing rose. And I'm sure nobody's heard it, but they'll hear it on the playlist when we put it together. Black Lexus by Joseph Arthur. Great song. You're going to love it. Cool. Good pick. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, What do you got, Scott Lucas? Well, I've got a really, really good one. Uh, And uh, Black Steel in the Hour of Chaos. I got a letter from the government the other day. I opened and read it and said they were suckers. They wanted me for their army or whatever. Oh, nice. That song still gets me. That is one of the best vocal performances. Like, fucking public enemy. Dude, Chuck so, D was a monster, man. Just amazing how good it is. Yeah. And I, I feel like something has happened where, like, you know, since the NWA movie and, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and all that bullshit, like, they've somehow made people forget that Public Enemy is the shit. They yeah. were the guys, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When that record came out, Fear of a Black Planet, dude, it was like, uh, I felt like I was going to get in trouble uh-huh. listening to it, you yeah. know? Yeah. From, like, teachers or parents or family members or something. Or Public like, Enemy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, not you to this? To you're not allowed to listen to this, white boy. Yeah, I know. What are you doing? How come you didn't steal that one, Gabe? I don't you know got, the deep cuts off of that album. You I got one more chance to steal from me. Cuts. I don't think it's going to happen. Dude, by the time I get to Arizona, it's still such a banger. Oh, yeah. I put that like on every playlist in the car. That's Gabe's, <laughs> that's Gabe's favorite. <laughs> She'll be rising. I didn't know they sampled that off like some '60s funk band. But yeah, I, I did a cover of of that with uh, this rapper guy called Ot the Real recently, and you know I was trying to get clearance for it, and I found out it was it was a sample of some like obscure '60s funk band. <laughs> hmm. I wonder who. Uh, Mandrill, Two Sisters of Mystery. Barbara Mandrill? Just a funk band called Mandrill, M-A-N-D-R-I-L. Oh, yep. Mandrill? Yeah, and it's also got yeah. a 40, but it's also got a 45-second bridge from the Jackson 5's Walk On. So it's got oh, two really? samples in it, yep. Oh, great, now i got to clear that, too. Plus some <laughs> Glenn Campbell. <laughs> right. No. <laughs> All right, your number one pick. What's my number be? one pick. My girlfriend got me into this band lately. Uh, and very since Halloween was like, felt like two days ago. Uh, uh, right. Black number one by Typo Negative. I went looking for 
is in love with herself. What? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. What an odd band. I know. Like, you listen to the production of that band, and you're like, this is crazy. Like, but it works for them. Yeah. And you can tell it's them from 10 miles away. Like, no <laughs> band sounds like Type O Negative. No, it's right. all the <laughs> And their vampire stick, like, they make fun of it the worst. <laughs> yeah. But, like, they take the. Their, their best of album is called The Least Worst of. Like, how do you not love a band like that? <laughs> Typo negative. That dude's dead, right? Yeah. I know. It sucks. We, we were signing the uh, Roadrunner Records, and Monty Connor signed us, and he also signed Typo. And uh, when when that news came came around, so that was, it was pretty – it was a bummer in the office. Like, we're meeting all our people at Roadrunner, and everyone's all bummed. I'm like, oh, cool. This is going to be great. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> what happened? I, wh- I think he – had a heart attack or something i don't know if it was like brought on because i think he was like into the coke pretty hard but uh-huh. as far as i know like he kind of laid off it as he got older but who knows maybe it did, did the damage or whatever you know sure i lost all the blood from his heart going into the <laughs> <laughs> oh dude I, yeah i heard about like didn't he do like a you oh, heard about it you heard about it <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. Good pick. Nobody's ever picked a typo negative song on this. I know, show. man. It's it's uh, it's new to me too. Like I, I knew of them. I, I I like some of their stuff. You know that October Rust album has some cool stuff on it, but uh, I didn't really get into it. You know, my girlfriend plays it all the time. She has a right. typo negative tattoo. Yeah. So, <laughs> so so now I know their entire catalog. And there's there's some bangers on there, man. A lot of like fluid stuff. Yeah, like, you can tell they're like super influenced by Floyd. I should start listening. The ladies like the typo. And uh, if there's I think a Floyd so. thing yeah. on there. Mm-hmm. Gabe, what you got, man? All right. If if you don't have this on your list, Scott, you're not who I think you are. Wow. I put this song on my list twice. That's how good it is. Because I had it <laughs> once, and I had it later on. Like, hold on, I already wrote that, so I, I put it. I, and I want to hear your impression again of this guy with your accent. Blackout by the Scorpions. Just want you blackout. Oh. blackout, baby. I love me some Scorpions. Oh, they're the best. The Scorpions are the best. Those guys are old. And I feel like their early records are super underrated. Their early records are the best. I know, dude. Lonesome Crow, Fly to the Rainbow. Pictured Louis John Roth was like German Hendrix. Yes, he was. We say that all the time. He he is like the missing link between Hendrix and Eddie Van Halen. Like it's just mind blowing how like like his his technique is incredible. Yeah. You know that song Hellcat? I want to say it's on oh, Hellcat. Do I know it? <laughs> I Dude, it. that is like a, that's like guitar porn. That's great. <laughs> that's his middle name. Do you know sales of a uh, Sharon? Sharon. Sharon? Sales Sharon. Do-do-do. So good. 
Why did why did they kind of like ignore their early albums for a lot of their career? I don't know. It's it's very it's it's like Judas Priest. Like Judas Priest, they're early and they were both on RCA, and their yeah. early stuff is like really kind of weird. And then they all just both bands decided, all right, enough fucking around. We're gonna start making money, and they started yeah. writing these like really streamlined, great metal pop singles. But that early stuff yeah. is the best. It's kind of like White Snake. Like mm-hmm. early White Snake is like Deep Purple or something. Right. They're and then they like purple. started writing Here I Go Again ballads. Right. You know? Right. Because <laughs> that's where the money is. <laughs> right. Exactly. So was that on your list, Scott? It was not on my list. Wow. <laughs> I forgot all about Blackout. Okay. If you would have known, you would have put it on your list. So I'll take it as a win. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my turn. Yes. My last song. This song hit me so hard when it came out for very obvious reasons, and it's just like, yeah, of course, it's going to be devastating, and wow, holy shit, amazing. But I was listening to it yesterday and today, and I was like, this thing is still so fucking scary, freaky, beautiful, powerful. Um, it's just a great song, regardless of of the circumstances of its release. Uh, it's just one for the ages. A, a great album. Um, but my last pick is Black Star by David Bowie. In the fear of all men. In the fear of all men. Stands a solitary candle. Oh, Dude. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a definitely. really Because I had Black Star on my list of... But it was Black Star by Ingve Malmsteen. <laughs> so, but Black Star by Bowie it is that's a great that's such that record is so amazing because it's uh, and it's inspiring because it's kind of yeah. like don't every record that everything you do every record that you do everything you do should be like that last David Bowie record like you don't give a fuck what anybody thinks this is it this is the thing that you want to do more than anything. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely it's like incredible. It's definitely like a good uh, last thing to leave everyone with, kind of yeah. thing. It's like the last, last Johnny Cash record or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Bowie and Prince—they're like you know, it, it just the uh, the the most shocking thing about those deaths was I didn't think those guys were ever going to die. You know, it never occurred to me I know. that those guys could die. What like and and it was like a trifecta, man. It was like Tom Petty, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, Bowie, Prince. It was yeah. just like what they weren't on my radar. Yeah, it's cruel. <laughs> it was very cruel. Okay, I got I got I got a good one for my final pick. Okay, uh, and it is not Blackout, but it is one of Gabe's favorites. Uh, Eddie Grant, his first band, The Equals. <laughs> Uh, and uh, it's a song called Black Skinned Blue Eyed Boys. That song fucks. That song. I'm gonna have to beat that one. Oh, it is so good. 
Like, you know, and you know, <laughs> the Eagles wrote Police on My Back. That, that's yeah, yeah. Eddie Grant's old band. And this song, it's the best thing he's ever done. It's one of my favorite songs. Right on. I gotta check it out. I got a, a bunch of new music I have to check out now. <laughs> yeah. sure. You didn't get me good. New and old. Black skin white boy. What's it called? Black skin blue eyed boys. <laughs> they ain't gonna start no war. It, it's basically a a, a a a a call for the mongrelization of the races. Let's all let's all you know get mixed blood and then we won't be fighting each other. That's that's the idea. Is Eddie Grant still with us? I don't think he is. I'm sure. Is Eddie Grant dead? I don't, I don't think he's dead. I don't think he's dead. I think we would have known that. Look that up. All right, man. Well, <laughs> thanks for doing. I'm glad we finally got you. Yeah, man. Um, thanks for having me on. Good, good hang with you guys. Looking yeah. forward to the show coming up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll put you on the list. You're gonna come. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. I'll, I'll hit you up when uh, it gets closer. Why? 